Hello and welcome to Ashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. I'm Elizabeth. And we're here today to talk about the new film about Elton John called Rocket Man. Yeah, so Rocket Man uh, is a musical biopic. Uh, Reg Dwight, a.k.a. <laughs> Elton John, talks about his life story from when he was a, a young lad and uh, <laughs> then growing up and his love of music, his talent for it, and then how he meets Bernie Taupin and how Bernie writes the songs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you see the highs and lyrics. the lyrics. the lyrics, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see the ups and downs of Elton's life. Uh, and yeah, so uh, Elizabeth is joining us for the first time. <laughs> Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you have your own podcast as well. I do. What's the name of that? It's I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, local elected officials, local interesting newsmakers. So all thanks right. for the plug. Nice, <laughs> yeah. So um, you, we saw it together, the three of us, and it was your second viewing. I'm the one who posted on Facebook after I saw it the first time and said, I'm obsessed with Rocket Man. Does anybody want to see it with me? And full disclosure, you and I have never done anything socially together, really. No, it's the first time. So you said, I do, and then next thing we know, <laughs> the three of us are sitting in a movie today, and I was worried that I oversold it just because how much I loved it. I had never heard of Taron Egerton. He was on your radar. Tell me a little bit about how the two of you had seen him before. Oh, um... Well, the first time I remember seeing him was in the Kingsman movies, Mm -hmm. which I loved mostly for him. Um, I didn't love those movies so much, but he was, he's eye-catching and a good actor. Um, So yeah, he's been on my radar ever since then. And same with me, and then also I saw him in Robin Hood last Thanksgiving when Ashley was visiting his parents, and um, Robin Hood, which was a mostly awful movie, um, <laughs> Taron Egerton was the, the the shining light in that. And it's interesting. I have for a long time because he's not just a pretty face. I talk about how he's cute, but mm-hmm. he really, I think that I can tell that there's been talent there. He's just maybe not been in the type of movies that really could showcase it terribly right. well. And I've been hoping for such a long time <laughs> that he would get something that he could sink his teeth into. And I think this is it. Yeah. I would say he embodied Reggie Dwight, as you say, Elton John. <laughs> he was funny. And he was vulnerable, and you could just feel the weight of him coming to terms with his sexuality, with his awful parents who were unsupportive, and yet his incredible talent and how much he was almost childlike. So my favorite part of the movie was the fact that each time that he put on a costume and he sang a song, he embodied. You forgot that he wasn't Elton John. What I liked about it was, for me at least, he wasn't doing... An impression of Elton John. I felt like you you got the sense of Elton John. Mm-hmm. It was I, I don't know. You're right. I forgot that I was watching Taryn. I felt like I was watching Elton, but it wasn't you know a note for note impression. Agreed. Yeah. How do you compare him to say Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison or uh, the guy who played Freddie Mercury? How would you say this held up? Well, I liked it a little better. I, it's been a long time since I've seen um, the, the, Doors. the Doors movie. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody was just last year, and it's hard not to compare these two films because they're both about kind of, you know, guys coming to terms with their sexuality while they're also becoming rock stars in the 70s. So there's a, there's a lot of similarities. So it's hard not to compare them. But um, I like this performance a little better. Um, while I was hugely distracted by the teeth in Bohemian Rhapsody, there's nothing here that really distracts me. And, um, yeah, I, I, I like that it just suggests Elton John in a strong way, but it wasn't distracting me. How, how about you? 
I loved every aspect of it except the one thing that distracted me was the dance sequences at the beginning and the group the La La Land type sequences <laughs> that they had, I didn't love that. I don't think it needed it. Um, it did showcase the fact that I understand the vision of the director, but that was distracting to me. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I liked when Jamie Bell, his friend who played Bernie Tobin, I liked it when he sang uh, Tiny mm-hmm. Dance. You know, mm-hmm. they just incorporating some of his hits, and I love the fact the musical director did a good job of weaving subtle notes of Elton John's music throughout the movie in mm-hmm. the background. Yes. I'm sure and a true fan. Yes, the yes. orchestration. You picked up on that. Yeah. The child actor that played him I thought was excellent, but the teenager him was really good too. So the oh. casting was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So full disclosure, I'm not what you call like an Elton John fan. I'm not a hater either, but mm-hmm. I've only ever like over time dipped in on certain songs of his that have, you know, piqued my interest. So I'm not able to name check these songs. Um, very well, but certain songs I thought worked well uh, with certain scenes. And you're right; like you mentioned the just orchestration uh, in the sort of the score of the film of those songs. I thought was really effective. Mm-hmm. Other times, um, I felt like the songs maybe either didn't work or were too on the nose. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest with you: like the song "I'm Still Standing," I'm not a fan of that; never have been. And when it's incorporated into this movie, it <laughs> bugged me at a moment where it shouldn't have because I'm like, oh, this is just so on the nose. <laughs> right. uh, so, I, I, I think yeah. that I agree with you. I think that was kind of an exception, though, for this movie. I thought I thought they did a good job of incorporating songs in kind of an unexpected way. You mentioned "Tiny Dancer" or "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." Those were done in a. Those are two of my favorite songs. Very beautiful songs, and I thought they were in scenes and contexts which I wouldn't have expected and even sung by people I wouldn't have ex- expected so one of the things I noticed um, the relationship between his manager who then became his boyfriend you wonder this is one perspective and I've read that he was controlling but does the movie ever make you wonder is the factual aspects of this do you think I mean we're getting mm-hmm. out in John's side of the story do mm-hmm. you suppose that there's another side that maybe they didn't flesh out I'm sure <laughs> yes. like from his parents perspective his parent, his mom might say she wasn't selfish and she did give everything to him maybe she didn't see that mm-hmm. and maybe the manager says you try being a boyfriend to somebody that's a coke addict and sleeping around with so many people Like, I mean, I mean we're getting one perspective but I guess that's what you go for you don't expect to have Elton John make himself look bad do you? Well, and I don't think this movie makes him look like a saint. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty honest, I think, in, in some respects. You're right, we're probably not seeing both sides of that relationship. But, you know, again, I have, I'm comparing it to Bohemian Rhapsody. I think both movies are kind of loose with the facts and the timelines. I think I feel like it didn't bother me as much with this movie because this movie kind of just owns it. And, you know, you mentioned the, the La La Land dance sequences. I mean, it's all kind of jumbled and for fun. And, you know, they introduced songs early in the movie that I know weren't written until much later. But, and I'm okay with that because it's, they're just kind of... They've made kind of a jukebox musical out of his life, and I'm, I'm cool with... If you're open for that, then this movie works, I think. Yeah. I think so... Something you mentioned, Elizabeth, made me... Reminded me that there was a scene in the movie... Again, I'm not able to name check the song, but um, the, the, it's with Elton's childhood, and, and um, 
he starts to sing it, young Elton does, but then everyone in his household has a, a line in it. Mm-hmm. So it's his, his grandmother, his mom, and his dad. And, you know, his mom and dad are not portrayed very well in this movie. But what that was doing for me, and I was very cognizant of the fact that it was doing it to me, but it humanized them a little bit with the particular lyrics they were singing mm-hmm. and the fact that they each had lines in it. And I was thinking that if it were just Elton's character singing that song, um, that it probably would not have, and, the, and if they had not have brought in those other characters, uh, that it would have been, it would have just set a different tone. I don't know, what did you think? Um, it would have set a different tone, and I liked the subtlety, the, I know what you're saying about the scene. I thought, for me, the most sensitive and amazing scene was the one where he sat down with the Your Song lyrics, mm-hmm. and you know, here's Bernie going up to shave, and then here's the song, and then the, even the mom and the grandmother, everybody yeah. just knew there was going to be this iconic moment there. I'm sure it didn't happen that way, but even just talking about it, I get chills again. Yeah, I mean, in, it sounds kind of corny, but it actually worked really well. I mean, I got a little tear in my eye during that scene. It was very effective. Um, so, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no ahead. again, not knowing the um, um, terrible background about all this... Was your song, was that also written by Bernie? Yeah. Yeah. So there was something interesting in that scene that, you know, uh, is a little indicative of what I felt was maybe the true romance in this in this film, which was, even though it was very a, a platonic romance, mm-hmm. if that can be a thing, uh, because Bernie Taupin is, is heterosexual, uh, so there's nothing going on with him and Elton, but I felt like uh, Jamie Bell, who played him, and, uh, you know, Taryn Edgerton, who played, mm-hmm. you know, Elton, had very good chemistry. They did. And there were several moments that, to me, felt romantic, mm-hmm. or to use a term I hate, bromantic, you know? <laughs> um, and that moment, when you talk about, like, your song, it was like Elton was singing that to Bernie, yeah. that, at least at one point, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I... Made me a little misty-eyed. It was the way that they had moments where they sat close together, and like you've said, you know, when we weren't recording, when you see two people in a movie, everything is staged, everything is decided. So they set up a lot of scenes to make it feel like there could they could kiss, or mm-hmm. there was this true physical and emotional connection. So mm-hmm. there, that was no accident of the director. Yeah. 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 We should also say this is the director who took over Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. From Brian so that's Singer. another comparison. <laughs> yeah. I think, though, Bohemian Rhapsody was more of caricatures of the actors. I mean, they cast yeah. that well. But this one, not knowing anything about Elton John's parents or his grandmother or even Bernie Taupin. I mean, mm-hmm. he's always been this elusive background guy. You really got well-rounded characters that you cared about in this one. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked the performances a lot. Um, Taryn was excellent. I mean... I didn't know that he could sing like this, but, you know, he doesn't, again, he's not trying to sound exactly like Elton John, but there's enough that just suggests his voice Mm -hmm. that it really works well, I thought. I agree. He completely committed to this performance, and I think he did a great job. Did you know, I mean, you're also an Elton John fan, Ashley, did you know that he was such a prodigy and that he could play things from history and that he went to musical school. I didn't know that either. I've, I've read a little bit about his past. Um, I, 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 I didn't know. Every, I learned a few things in the movie. Um, so, But, you know, I, if, I feel like the movie focused a lot on his early hits and that kind of goes with, you know, the time period that the movie is in. 
if you're a big fan of like that first Greatest Hits album, which is like one of the best-selling Greatest Hits albums ever, you'll love this movie because they basically just took those songs and built a, a, you know, a movie around it. Um, so I, I, I liked it. Did you, the swimming pool scene? Uh, yeah. I don't want to really ruin much of it, but it's around Rocket Man, probably arguably mm-hmm. his biggest hit. Did that scene remind you of, of other movies? It kind of reminded me of a Pink Floyd sequence or a Nirvana cover, mm-hmm. or I don't really know. I feel like it's been done before, but it was artistically, it was kind of a cool scene to watch, and I even liked it better the second time. What did you think of that scene? Was it a little overdone, or did you like it? I liked it. It's interesting that it reminds you of something it it reminded me strangely of The Graduate because there's a scene where he jumps in the pool and just sits down there underwater. Um, yeah, I mean, there, the movie isn't completely original. I mean, there's a lot that it... It's derivative in a lot of ways. I, I didn't much care for the the old framing device where he's, you know, in therapy and it's flashbacks to his, his childhood. I, I felt like that was kind of corny. Um, all those scenes where you know he's in the group in the group talking about his life, eh. there there maybe could have been a better way to to introduce us into his life and a more original way. Like, it should start out with a concert. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I mean, granted, it's hard to come up with a, with an original idea. But. Was he at Live Aid? They could have done the same thing. <laughs> I liked the. Uh, I will try not to spoil it, but the the, the last scene in the therapy scenes mm. that I mean I kind of got a little teary eyed mm. um, that scene worked for me did you have a favorite scene Elizabeth um, I'm going to go back to the one where he and Bernie just nailed their first song and he just watching the development of their relationship was pretty special to me but also I mean there's a scene where they swing the piano around and he's in all of the costumes that you've yeah. seen on MT- mm-hmm. MTV and all of the hits, and he's actually singing a, a Who song during that sequence, which nice. I love, Pinball Wizard, mm-hmm. and which is another one of my favorite songs. <laughs> so, I mean, did, is everyone going to love this movie? No. Did I love it? Yes, based on the strength of the lead actor. I mean, he, he just, he sold mm-hmm. it for me. I forgot that it wasn't Elton John. Right. I would agree. And this, and we kind of talked about this before the, the lights went down, but it's not doing as well at the box office um, as Bohemian Rhapsody, and do you have any postulation as to why that might be here um i think queen is uh got well i don't know i can't say that i was gonna say got more radio play because the stats in this movie of elton john had what five percent of the world's album sales um hard to say why it's not maybe marketing i don't know Hmm. i can't speculate i feel like maybe queen has endured a little more with the younger crowd that may that might be going to movies more I think it might be a little cooler to be a Queen fan these days than it is to be an Elton John fan these days, and so maybe that's what's bringing kind of the younger crowds to the audience, to the theater. I, I don't know. That's my I, that's my <laughs> postulation. Or you, one of you said before that it's um, because Elton John's still alive. It's not as interesting as somebody who died in the prime of his career that mm-hmm. is no longer around. That could be part of it. Yeah. I wonder about that. You know, we tend to be more, depending on the person, obviously, but a lot of times we tend to be more fond of um, someone who has been gone from us for a while. But Freddie Mercury's been gone for almost 30 years now, I think. And um, and Queen's prime, you know, was ended before that, really. And uh, meanwhile, Elton John, 
you know, we've been used to Elton John, you know, for decades now, and you know, he's never gone away really. <laughs> and I think that that's the you know, I mean, it's like, you know, we idolize or 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 memorialize people like James Dean and Marilyn Monroe. You know, were they were they good like actors or or people? Sure. Were, were they so good that, you know, they deserve this iconic status that they've achieved? I don't know. Or is a lot of that down to the fact that they died young? I mean, and James Dean died at 24, so if he had continued to act, would his movies have gotten bad? And would he have gotten fat and lost his hair and not been as... Not yeah. that being bald is not sexy, because it is, before anyone jumps on me. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of it is the fact that Freddie Mercury is no longer here yeah I don't know yeah it's cooler to like Queen when you're younger you're right yeah sadly <laughs> well um, now it comes to time for our our scores yes okay. so out of 10 Elizabeth what do you give this um, the first time I saw it and my husband asked me the same question I would have rated it six and a half or seven but now that I've seen it again and I truly can't believe that he did his own singing, mm-hmm. and I caught a lot the second time. I'm going to give it a solid eight. Okay. Ashley? That was my score, too. An eight. That was my score as well. So that's simple. <laughs> uh, our score is an eight, uh, and it's a 90% certified fresh on the tomato meter. Cool. Okay. I didn't know. I just want people to go see this movie. It's definitely worth seeing, especially in the theater, I think. Um, Agreed. On the big screen big with screen the sound. with the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so thank you for joining us, Elizabeth. Thanks it was for a pleasure having, having you. It's Thanks been so great. And thank you always, uh, folks, for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye.